Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. So we have with us today, Kristen Gibson. She's the founder and owner of 614 Boudoir here in Columbus. And so we're going to talk all about, I mean, we're just going to get raw. It's going to get naked and I can't think of another word, just real here. So. Yeah. Yes, we're stripping it down. Good, I knew you'd have the words. <laughs> well, it's everything our podcast says, real, raw, and your confident self. And I yeah. feel like what Kristen does is just captures all of that. Gosh, yeah. I look through your Instagram page and I'm like, man, I want to pose. I want to do that. Well, I'm here whenever you're ready. <laughs> as soon as this baby comes out of me. I was just saying the other day, like pregnancy is is the hardest thing for women to like, be comfortable with their changing bodies. I mean, yeah. Any other time in your life where you gain weight, it's not that rapid. It's not that obvious. Right. It's so insane. It's- I was just saying, I told Rachel earlier, I get out of the shower sometimes and just cry, but, <laughs> but it's okay. That's all right. Um, have you shot boudoir photos of pregnant women? Yes, I have. Perfect. So, okay. So for, before we get into for, for people, if you don't know what boudoir is, what, how would you, what is boudoir? Okay, boudoir is, if you want to be fancy, inter, intimate portraiture. Okay. Um, but if you want to be common, <laughs> like me, <laughs> it's photos of women in, well, I, I, hate, I hesitate to say lingerie because it doesn't right. always need to be lingerie, but that's what people think of um, when they think of boudoir. So it's, you know, photos of women being there best sexy self and like learning to love themselves and see their beauty. Yeah. So for some, you know, that could be like in their husband's button down shirt. It could be in like their favorite band t-shirt. It it can be lingerie. And for probably about 50% of my clients, it's nude. Yeah. Yeah. Are they awkward and uncomfortable at first? Well, I would have to get drunk before I (laughs) Well, I do keep champagne in the studio. Oh, perfect. That helps a little bit. Um, (laughs) But yeah, everybody's nervous at first. I feel like if they weren't, I'd be a little bit worried about them. Right. Um, they just strip it down and they're like, here's yeah. my parts. Yeah. I mean, you're becoming vulnerable with a perfect stranger. I mean, right. very rarely do I actually know somebody before they come in for a session. So right. they're getting not only vulnerable with me, but themselves and like allowing themselves to say, this is okay. And my body is beautiful and I'm going to love it right now as it is. So when you have a client, this, I, I'm just curious because I, full disclosure, I did do a photo shoot before. <laughs> and I was beyond nervous. And of course, as many years ago before, like even my, like where I'm at now, I was super, super nervous. So what, what kind of, what do you do if I, my old self, if I walked in now, like what is a way that you would help um, a client really feel confident and comfortable before they really open up into the shoot and kind of loosen them up in a sense where they're they're not so scared to really be themselves. Yeah. Well, I want to come back to why you were so nervous, but I'll answer. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about it. <laughs> no, we're getting deep. Well, yeah. So my process with clients starts way before they come in, and I think that that's a big part of like what calms their nerves is I prep them. From the moment that they you know, inquire, I have tons of information for them. So I explain what I just said to you about how it doesn't have to be lingerie. 
Um, you know, girls who are coming in, they're getting married. They're like, well, I want to do this, but bridal's not my thing. I'm not into like the white lacy lingerie. So I have a lot of information on that right up front. And then once clients book, I send them a style guide to help them to choose outfits that flatter their figure, that are their style, um, that are going to make them feel com- confident and comfortable. And then I help them with all the things like skincare prep and making sure they're drinking lots of water and stretching. And then when they come in, so now we're like, we're like three or four steps deep. When they come in for their session, I greet them like a, you know, just like a normal person, like, Hey, how are you this morning? How was your drive downtown? Because I am right in the heart of downtown. How was traffic? Did you have, have a hard time finding me? Take their coat. I try to make them feel like this is not an intimidating situation whatsoever. And then we start by looking through the outfits that they brought so I can see what their comfort level is. We can talk about, you know, how modest do you want to be? How revealing do you want to be? What's your style? Are you into like the beautiful, elegant boudoir? Are you more into the seductive, erotic boudoir? And when we have that conversation and they're fully clothed, (laughs) right? I think they're more comfortable with saying like, this is how I want to feel during my session. And I'm okay with that no matter what their comfort level is. Then I do offer them a glass of champagne if they want it. And, you know, some, some people want it, some don't. And then we start yes. hair and makeup. So they have like an hour to an hour and a half to sit with me and just talk. We have like girl talk. We talk about if they're married, if they have kids, what they do for a living. It's all just benign conversation. It has right. nothing to do with like sexual preferences or whatnot. And then by the time we get to their outfit, they're pretty relaxed. And I, I also start with their most modest outfit. So we kind of work through this story of like most clothing to least clothing. Right. If you want to do nude photos, it's like the last thing that we do. They can feel good and confident and comfortable. You know, I'm not a creep. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I'm not rectifying them. And they can see like, I guess you would call it like my bedside manner. Yeah. So what made you decide to do this? Well, you've always liked photography and then just one. Yeah. So it's twofold in the way that when I got married, boudoir was a a big thing. Um, I got married in 2008 and it was very much like studio, think glamour shots, but with less clothes. (laughs) Right. And I thought it would be really cool to do for my husband, but I've always been a plus size woman. Like even, even when I got married at 19, I was a size 14. And I didn't feel like there was a place for me to do a boudoir session. Like I thought I would be turned away, which I don't think is true now that I know like the inner workings of the boudoir you know, universe. But at the time, I felt like I wasn't allowed to do something sexy for my husband because I was a bigger woman. What? So fast forward to... Well, that was 2008. Fast forward to 2013. I bought my first digital camera. And I'd always loved photography. I would take pictures on vacation at our family birthday parties. I like to document things. I'm a very nostalgic person. And as I was like learning to use my camera, I would search for videos on how to how to use my camera in manual and how to achieve the look I wanted and that kind of thing. And I came across a boudoir boot camp. It was like a six week. You watched a video every single day. You had to watch it within like 12 hours, it was very regimented and I was committed. (laughs) I watched every single video without fail. I took notes. I did screenshots. I mean, I was like, I was all in. 
And I thought, I can do this. Yeah. Like, for me, it, boudoir is more than just photography. And it's a mission for me. And so I was, I was all fired up. And I ran a Groupon, which is so funny because now I'm like, don't buy the Groupon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know firsthand where I came from. Like I knew like 10 poses or something. I didn't offer hair and makeup. I didn't know anything about wardrobe. I just was like, bring whatever you have. My very first session. And admittedly, this girl was like very fit and very beautiful. And she walked out saying like that she felt so good about herself. Yeah. I did that for her. And I don't, that sounds kind of braggadocious, but I mean, I did, I did do that. I pulled out a piece of her that she had been kind of suppressing and I made her feel amazing. And so I was like, this is it. I meant to do this. Right. Wow. So that was almost like a confidence boost for your own confidence. And that's... And and it's just kind of cool how I think we, I mean, gosh, we have probably talked about this a million times, how we get in our own way with like having the confidence to do something. And you, and right there was just like proof that you did. You took that first step and having that transformation of seeing somebody's like, you know, the response to your taking that bold action really filled your confidence cup. And so I love that now it's like that cycle that keeps coming back. And what you do for these, for just women in general, just really owning their beauty is just, that's amazing. I love what you do, by the way. So it's just, it's amazing. Thank you. I do feel like it heals me in a way. Like being able to tell a woman with stretch marks, with scars, with bumps, bumps, bruises, cellulite, you know, everything. That she's beautiful in spite of those things or because of, in some cases, because of those things. It heals me in a way to like admit that I too am beautiful in spite of the things I don't like about myself. Because the thing is, Insecurity doesn't know a size, a shape, an age. I've had the the most in shape, perfect body clients who are so insecure. So it doesn't matter the things that I have that I'm insecure about. Another person would love to have. Like, right. like I have small boobs, but I have a big butt, and I'm sure that I have clients that have the opposite wish they had what I did. You know? So yeah. Insecurity is universal. It really yeah. is, and and it's just when we like. I talk about that as well in in my book because talking about like body issues, that was something I really took notice because everything that I was insecure of and when I started getting into fitness competitions, it became what other people wished that they had had. And it never really... I I didn't understand the concept of shifting that perspective. But the way you put it, like insecurity doesn't... It doesn't... Like it doesn't matter what you look on the outside. It's what you feel on the inside. And everyone's insecurities are completely different. Did you feel like as your body was changing and Aaron, now your body is changing, do you feel like your mindset has to change? Right. Yeah. That's exactly where I was then. I would physically watch my body change. And every time it changed, I hated myself even more because I couldn't... The the disconnect between my mind and body just got bigger. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think with me, it's a little crazy because my body changing is... Ryan always has to remind me that like I'm growing a human being and it's a most women would love to be able to have a baby or give birth or that kind of stuff. And of course I get mad at him, right? Because it's easy for him to say. Right. <laughs> he doesn't have to changing. Right. He's not changing at all. But almost to like a um like uh like I don't have any control over obviously what's happening. So just like embracing the change and seeing that no matter what happens, who 
how, how people view me is different than how I view myself right now. And I think a big thing, Kristen, when we first met, you told me a story about like that at a coffee shop where you met someone to give them their photos and the husband told, told you like, oh, she finally sees herself the way I see her. And I was like, obviously pregnant and emotional. So I'm like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> like I could tear up <laughs> thinking about it now. But I'm just saying like, we're so hard and judge ourselves so hard that like, through other people's eyes, we don't see what we really are. Right. Sometimes. Yeah. That's so right. I feel like that's how I feel as like a pregnant woman where my husband probably still thinks I'm pretty sexy. I hope so. I'm sure he does. But I don't see myself that way. And I think that's what's great about what you do with the photography is that then women can see them. Like that gives them that chance to see themselves through that lens. Right. Well. And it's almost like you have to take a step away from being in it because when you have that like emotional overwhelm or that feeling of like just not good enough overall and then later on the road you'll come back to those pictures and you're in a whole different mental space and you're like wow I looked really good then I'm so grateful for that opportunity because now this really captured me in my most vulnerable state and that I think is beautiful because sometimes when we're in the midst of something we, we we just can't see it Right. And so captivating that or capturing those moments. And and I think that's beautiful that the husband can just really open up that her his wife's eyes and you were a part of that. You were the lens Mm -hmm. for her to see. Look at you mending marriages. That was such a sweet, definitely a career highlight for me. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I don't know I don't get to meet their partners. I don't get to know what they thought of it. Mm-hmm. And it was that it was really rare that she brought her husband when she came to pick up her album. Because usually clients will buy the album, you know, kind of put it away and hide it for like a, you know, Christmas or an anniversary or birthday or something. Um, so right. I was kind of taken aback that here comes this man with her. And I was like, should I be discreet or in <laughs> 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 here? And um he had just noticed a change in her without ever seeing the photos. Like in the two weeks that it took for edits and album design and delivery, he noticed a change in her confidence in the way she looked at herself. And he was really, he was happy. He said, like, I am glad she's finally starting to see the things I've been seeing for the last 28 years. Wow. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) So sweet. Yeah. Oh, um, is, is there, how long have you been doing this, sir? Um, let's see. I, uh, since 2013. So, oh my gosh, almost so, seven years. So solid seven years. So in the, this whole, in this whole seven years, have you found one or maybe two things that are like a common, like the most common things that you see women are like, what's the word I'm looking for? Insecure about. Um, Yeah. The most common insecurity is tummy. Always. Okay. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So I had, interestingly, I, in the last week, have had two clients who have had gastric bypass surgery. And they look amazing. They've both done very well with their surgery and recovery. And, um, you know, they look beautiful. But they both were like, I hated my stomach before. And now I have loose skin and I hate it. Just as much, if not more. Yeah. So like thin fit girls are worried that they, you can't see their abs. And, you know, plus size women are worried that their tummy's not flat. And so, 
you know, moms are worried about stretch marks. It's just the tummy is always. Wow. So I'm going to cover my stuff. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, you know, that's the one thing is like maternity boudoir. I feel like it's so liberating because you're like, here it is. (laughs) Right. No need to suck in. Yeah. There's not, you can't suck in like. True. <laughs> There's nothing to shoot. You know. Maybe I should do it because you know, like people do maternity photos all the time, and I'm always, I've never been a fan of like, I've never had a desire to do like maternity photos because I'm like, why would I want to remember like, like being the moment of like, how you feel? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looking at yourself, and then, but I think a boudoir photo shoot where I don't have to suck in, and it can just be like. Hey, it's funny too, because, okay, this is vulnerable moments here, but so like, obviously pregnant. So I've been like nesting and like cleaning a bunch of stuff out. And I went through like all my closet yesterday and all my drawers. And I cried when I got to my underwear drawer. Oh, because that's like, because I can't fit into them anymore. Like my own underwear doesn't fit. (laughs) And I was like, oh, these are like really cute. And I haven't been able to wear them in a long time. (laughs) You will again. So I need to go buy some underwear that fit yeah, and take a picture in just those. Well, I do think that there's a lot to be said about buying cute underwear that fit you. There's a lot to be said about wearing things that make you feel good about yourself, I should say. Yeah. And... Go ahead. Yeah. And I think I, think I talked about it before too, but like, like caring what size things are. Oh, yeah. Like, oh my gosh, like... Because you can rock a shirt that's a size large, but if you're thinking, oh my gosh, I wish I could have bought the small size or whatever, where it's like, no one gives a damn. No one knows what size your shirt is. Just rock it and look good in it. Yeah. I once heard, it might have been, could have been another podcast. It could have been a book. But there was a woman who like, when she bought her clothes, she just cut the tags out because she wanted to focus more on how her clothes made her feel. And yeah. not worry about what the size is. Because, I mean, the fact of the matter is, you don't know what size I'm wearing right now. Nope. Right. And every brand runs different as it is. And, yeah. and it really doesn't matter if you're a size 2XS to a 2XL or whatever. It, like, it, yeah. it doesn't define you. And it's like, I think having labels and then seeing ourselves in comparison and that disconnect between our mind and physical body and the whole overall realm, it's like, where is the middle happy ground? Where does confidence lie? And I think a lot of women just really struggle with with that. And it's, I think for me, it was a slow process of uncovering different layers mentally, which allowed the mind and body to be in sync. And yeah. the more we we don't heal on that that path, the bigger it gets. And it, it, we just carry this for our whole life. It becomes that story. And we're never fully confident in our physical beings. And we all know as women, we don't get any tighter and smaller as we get older. We get wrinkles and things start shifting. And, you know, so if, if you can't love yourself today in 10 years, it's going to be the same story because we have to love ourselves like where we're at now. Yeah. So I mean, things right. are just going to change. Yeah. It's funny because as a plus size woman, you would think I would love vanity sizing. So stores like Torrid, Oh gosh, I can't even think of like all the ones that are doing it. But so many companies now are doing vanity sizing where... I heard about that. You know, whatever your size is into something smaller. So, you know, I am a 14, 16, depending on what it is. And I go into Torrid and now I'm a zero or a one. And you would think like, oh man, I'm a zero for the first time in my life. 
but I honestly hate it because I feel like it's a false sense of confidence that, as you're saying, like your mindset has to change. You have to love your body as it is and not trick yourself into right. loving, loving it. Ooh, that's loving good. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. I because honestly wish that women's sizing would be more like men's where it was in me- measurements because... To be easier. easier. Yeah. There's no like misconception like it is what it is. Yeah. And, I, right. and, it's, and it's funny how you said that we, like, we have to trick our mind. Well, our mind has been tricking us this entire time. So if the mind is able to distinguish that's a lie, how is it able to believe something that we've been telling it for our whole lives, right? Right. Yes. Wow. I just thought of that. I was like, how is it we can call it our own BS, but yet we live our BS? Yeah. That's such a good point. It's like if you can, you know, if you can believe one, you can believe the other. It's just a matter of which one you choose to believe. The one you feed. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, I think just having um, that warped sense of like body issues. And and, uh, for me, I I really struggle with body dysmorphia for the big bulk of my life. And and I am a smaller person. And to me, I, I saw something much larger. And I, what I saw... I would interpret and feel and it never made me feel confident in who I was. And so kind of going back to that first boudoir shot I did, it was actually after my first competition would, I was, I got down to 100.6 pounds and I still felt this this big disconnect. I, I was so insecure. I kept looking in the mirror at this photo shoot and just, I, it was, I mean, I look back at those pictures and I, it's fake smile. It just looks like I'm wearing a mask. Like everything about it was the life I lived of pretending that everything was okay, that I was okay on the inside as well as the outside. And that it's not who I am now. (laughs) You could have felt very accomplished and like, I didn't have a banging body and like all these muscles and like strength and celebrating the things that you had, but instead you were you were concerned about what you weren't. Right. And I never even felt comfortable in that body because to me, I thought the more I lost, like if I got into even the double digits, like I was 0.6 pounds, 0.7 pounds away from being in double digits. I just always had that mindset mentality that smaller was better, smaller was better. And, And the more I would work, that's what I thought would equate to my worth and value as far as body weight because I let the scale number define me. But yeah, I never even looked at the physical you know, health, overall health of what I was doing. And, you know, even though I'm, I was a hundred pounds and it was a big diet competition at that point, I, you know, my muscles were immature. They, they weren't fully developed, but yeah, I was looking at it as if only I, you know, had pooped that day, I would have been less weight and maybe I would have been double digits and maybe I would have felt different. And I could tell you right now that would not have been the case. But in my mindset, I thought I was chasing after something different. Right, you were one poop away from double digits. I really was. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, there was nothing to poop out. I was so lean at that point yeah. for that competition. <laughs> wow. wow. I am simult- like, I'm simultaneously sad to hear that story. Yeah, I, I cry at my old, about my old self. Like it, it's, it's very moving to know from where I was to where I am now. Like just, I had a lot of that healing the healing journey of who I was to where I'm at now and weight, I don't really care. Um, it's really about owning who you are and being comfortable in the body you're in and that the confidence comes from other things besides our physical appearance. 
Right. And that's when you, when you work on the inner work, the external work is a reflection where I, I was operating from a backward standpoint. I thought the physical would determine my inner. So like that journey and like being in that place kind of led you to where you are now. Absolutely. And still doing so, fitness as an overall was kind of a way to build that body that I was actually happy with. And that process was actually a slower process. So the mind and body were able to work together. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you are at the place that you are now. Yeah. <laughs> Killing it now. <laughs> but I think if I didn't, you know, I, it, we all have to go through some sort of the metamorphosis mm-hmm. of our change of like our struggles to get to where we're at now. And for me, it was a lot of body image issues. Yeah. Um, and so mm-hmm. being, being behind the scenes and working in, in that industry, I'm sure you, you know, encounter this daily almost, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that insecurity is something that we are, as women, society targets us with that. I think there's been a study about how the beauty industry, like let's just say, makeup companies and shaper companies and those kind of things. Like they would have a business if we truly loved our bodies right. and our faces and our makeup the way that we are. So society, magazines, movies, they all push that on us. And it's really hard to rewire that mindset. Several years ago, I jumped on a very powerful weight loss train. So I... I decided I was going to lose weight the like good natural way, eating well and moving my body. No, no programs, no pills, no nothing. And I was doing great things for my body. And I hit a milestone of weight loss and I didn't feel any different. And I was like, what is wrong with me? I thought I would be so happy to get here. And I felt very much like you, Rachel, like I need to lose more. Like I need to get to a better place. Like this isn't enough. And Interestingly enough, in the next couple months, the weight started creeping back on despite my healthy habits. And I actually found out that I had two hormone conditions. And so I do kind of look back on that time and think like, oh, I should have been happy when I hit that milestone. But I think it was a lesson for me, similar to you. Like when I, when the weight started creeping back on and I started feeling bad about myself to then learn that like your health is more important than like what you see in the mirror. That was a good lesson for me to learn. Absolutely. It actually helped me in my career. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that, that, in, that empowers all of us to kind of be better because we, we've actually lived it. So it allows us to have that compassion for others that are going through it because mm-hmm. you know firsthand what it feels like. Yeah. And it sucks. So you're just, you're, you're quick to like, I can relate and I know what you're going through and I will be supportive or, or, you know, help you along the way and like any way to kind of, you know, prevent somebody else from having to feel that suckiness. Yeah. Well, it's my suckiness. ultimate goal is for every client to walk out and feel amazing and, you know, not even worry about love handles or stretch marks or sagging and just be like, man, I am an amazing, powerful, confident woman. Yes. Love it. That's our motto. Yeah. What would you say to somebody that was like on the fence, like, oh, I want to do this, but okay, like me for an example, like, oh, I'm going to wait till I have a baby or someone that's like, oh, I want to wait till I lose 10 pounds to do this or whatever. Or someone's thinking about doing boudoir, but they're afraid, whatever. Like what's, what would you tell that person? 
Well, first of all, I tell everybody, just like I've told you, I'm here when you're ready. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's about more than... I'm not, well, I'm not a salesperson. So I don't like to sell people on session if they're not ready for it because it is a piece of a journey to loving yourself. So mm-hmm. I don't want to pressure anybody to book if they're not ready. In fact, my favorite clients are the ones that do it for themselves and not yeah. for Because then I know that they're, they're really mentally there and they're ready to love themselves. But I do always reiterate to clients that you are beautiful just as you are. And you can appreciate and love your body no matter what stage you're in, whether you are, you know, 10 pounds heavier or you're celebrating a big milestone birthday or you're postpartum or pregnant, it doesn't matter. And I don't think boudoir is not a once in a lifetime opportunity. So just because you do it now doesn't mean you couldn't do it again when you are 10 pounds lighter or you have a breast reduction or you know, whatever it is that you're going through, you can always do it again. You can appreciate your body at all stages. I bet you make a lot of local husbands and partners very happy too. I hope so. (laughs) I guarantee it. They're probably like, dang, where'd this girl come from? You have to get back with a whole new wife or girlfriend or whatever. Right. Yeah. She's probably more, you know, outgoing. She's probably more likely to wear the, the, tight jeans or the short yeah. skirts or whatever. They probably, they probably love it. Yeah. 100%. Ugh, I want to do it. Well, do it. I know. I see like I had a friend that did one once and hers were so cute because she's like super country. So she had like cowboy boots on and like she was totally naked and had like cowboy boots and then like had a cowboy like hat like over her boobs. And yeah. it was like super cute. I would just need help coming up with creative ideas. Well, that's, that's what I would need you for. It can be whatever you want it to be. So it can be as modest or as revealing as you want. It can... I love it when people bring in like aspects of their personality like that. Yeah. Um, so if it's, you know, your husband's shirt or your, if you're yeah. a biker and you want to bring in your biking jacket or you... I had a girl who one time like raced dirt bike. She brought in her helmet. I've had people uh-huh. bring jerseys and things like that. Yeah. Um, so we can totally personalize it. And I would need tons of champagne. <laughs> Not until you have the baby. And um, Rachel can attest to this when we did our photos for our podcast. Like I need a lot of coaching on the posing. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. You gotta well, just keep moving. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so you'll pose me. And <laughs> I do a lot of posing. So that's another thing. It's like people will look at, you know, when, when you ask about the objections, like, oh, I need to lose 10 pounds or I need to do this or after I have a baby. That's one of the things I tell them is like, if you feel as if you don't look like the girls on my website, that's because you haven't looked at yourself in the same way as that, you know, as you're looking at her right now. Right. Um, it is, it's a lot of posing. I mean, each pose probably has 15 steps to it. So I'm posing from the top of your head down to the tip of your toes and your finger placement and your facial expression, where your hair is, um, yeah. making sure that like your straps and your stockings and everything is like just where it needs to be. And then, you know, there's posing and lighting and then there's retouching. So, you know, if you see her perfectly flat, stretch mark free tummy. That's Photoshop. (laughs) Right. Oh, so I do want to talk about that Photoshop then. Okay. So 
how many photos do you Photoshop in kind of what is your, your take on it, I guess. Um, so are you, are you kind of that way with, uh, say, for example, I take a picture and I, I don't know, somehow I want you to Photoshop me to look like, I don't know, something else. Is there a level where you're like, no, I capture you. I mean, I'll brush up a couple things, like maybe yeah. take some hair off your face, you know, like if you're windblown hair, but you're not going to like ch- chisel yeah. them down and remove blemishes that make them unique, right? So I, I have a unique perspective on Photoshop where I use it to make you look like the best version of you. So of course I do skin smoothing, anything that is temporary. So blemishes, bruises, <laughs> mosquito bites, those are pretty common ones. Um, those are gone in an instant. Don't even worry about it. Stretch marks and scars, I ask the client. So I had a client a couple of years ago who, in a particular pose, the focus was kind of like on her midsection. And she had a baby and I removed all of her stretch marks. And she came back and was like, my husband would like to see the one that has stretch marks. Ah. I said, okay. And I sent it to her and he actually liked that one more. Because it's her. It's what he sees all the time. Right. So now I like to ask, like, are there, you know, do you want me to leave that scar? Do you want me to leave your stretch marks? Those kind of things. Most often women are like, nope, take it away. But yeah. um, <laughs> right. there are a few that are like, no, that's part of my story. That's who I am. And so right. I leave it. Um, one thing I do not do is change your size or your shape. So I might even things out. Like if in a pose, you know, your your both of your thighs are uneven and it makes one thigh look twice the size of the other, then I will make that, you know, proportional. Mm-hmm, but I'm right. not going to, you know, inflate you a cup size or slim down a dress size or anything like that. Yeah, I know that you Exactly. And I, I think that people take advantage of the photoshopping and, and what we see out there presented is obviously a modified version of what reality is. And then it sets the standard of in the beauty industry of what is worthy and valuable. And I feel like those are the, what we use to measure ourselves at. And if we, if we have a freckle or a scar or something, we look at these beautiful models and we're like, well, they're flawless. So I have these blemishes and, you know, I'm not perfect. I don't look like them. So that's not beautiful. And I feel like, like you had talked about earlier with the beauty in the beauty industry. I had read somewhere as well where the beauty industry with makeup, for example, it's almost implying that if you don't use this product, then you're not as beautiful because the makeup makes you beautiful. And it's almost, it's almost like telling you there's something wrong and broken about you and you need our kit to make you pretty. And, and I feel like that's kind of the same thing with like Photoshop is that we're, we're fixing what is broken to make it what we have been, I guess, like in a sense, like brought up to believe is what is yeah. worthy and acceptable as well. Right. So I, I, I love that you, you ask your clients about it and it is part of their story. And I know if that client isn't there yet and fully loving themselves, they may say, yes, please remove those stretch marks because to me, they're ugly and that's not beautiful. But yet you ask a person who really just wants to see the beautiful person who they are, you know, for example, that husband, he's like, no, put them there because that's her. That, that is the beautiful woman I see every day. And those stretch marks tell a story that made our, our child together. And, you know, so like we're looking at it from a different perspective, um, you know, when you've kind of really opened up and fully loved yourself as flaws and all. Yeah. And I don't want to force anybody 
to have, especially since they're paying good money. They pay me good money for these photos. So I don't want to force them like take home photos with stretch marks that they hate. Right. I just want to be part of their journey to like loving their body as it is. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that you're part of that whole story with them from start to finish. And I think that that's, that's beautiful because you're, you're not just taking pictures, you're helping them see what you see as well. And then they're getting that confirmation from their, their spouse or whoever. And they're seeing, and so now you're kind of like, oh, well, the photographer said I was beautiful. And now my husband says I'm beautiful. And it's like kind of maybe shifting their perspective and allowing them to see themselves through the lens of other people that maybe they hadn't thought otherwise. Right. Well, I think it's really hard for us to hear and believe compliments. Right. So mm-hmm. just yesterday, I, I had my hair cut and colored and I put on my story a picture and I got a comment from somebody who said that my skin looked amazing. And I was like, uh, you're crazy. Um, for one, I wasn't wearing any makeup. And second of all, I had like, I, I'd broken out just in the last four days. I had like a couple little blemishes like along my jawline. And I'm like, you are crazy because my skin looks awful. And she's like, no, I think your, your complexion looks really good. And so I had to check myself and say, you know what, Kristen, just respond, thank you. Like, you right. receive it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so I, I was like, well, I'm going to think about this differently. I'm going to think like, hey, I had the guts to put a, milk, a makeup-free selfie on the yeah. internet. And somebody said that without my makeup, my skin looks good. So I'm going to say thank you instead. And I hope... Not feeling this way just quite yet because it was just yesterday, but I hope that that kind of leads me on a journey of like believing it. Mm-hmm. And all it does is accepting that compliment instead of fighting it. Yeah, because right. when you allow it in, you just kind of sink, and you're like, you know what? If she saw it, then let me look again, and maybe I could see it. Yeah, maybe someone else thinks that too. Right, and, and it's, just, it's one little thing. It's like a ripple effect. Yeah. And I think like accepting those compliments without having to like explain or justify, like just saying thank you. You know what I mean? Like I feel like sometimes people compliment like your hair or makeup or your skin or whatever. And it's like, thanks. I've been, you know what I mean? Like we have to explain why all of a sudden looks good instead of just being like, thanks. I have had a girl on my basketball team show me this like Instagram, like whatever, some person. And she's like, Coach Aaron, this looks just like you. And I looked at her and I was like, I mean, she was gorgeous. So I was like, I don't think <laughs> if the beauty industry doesn't make us feel bad enough about ourselves, we have like influencers that are doing, uh, you know, because now it's not just the company saying, hey, you need better eyebrows. Now there's 15 girls out there who are telling you you're worthless if you don't have eyebrows just like mine. But I was like, I don't want to knock anyone personally, but I know like sometimes seeing people like doing like all their makeup on Facebook, you know what I mean? Video lives. I'm just like, I don't want to go through all those steps. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to put on all that stuff. Like to me, it's just like, man, I'm glad I don't do all that work. <laughs> yeah. And have and buying like one of every product too. Oh my gosh. I just got rid of makeup, a bunch of stuff when I was purging the other day the stuff that I bought that was like, like you just said, like I bought this and it was like, I'm going to be gorgeous now because I have this makeup kit I'm going to use. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> right. You're like, it's safe to say I've been influenced. Yeah, I was, but... 
Well, and I think that it's easily to get, it's easy to get influenced when we're at our lows, when we're lacking that confidence and, and feeling that worth and beauty within that we just get bombarded by what society and media tells us is worthy and beautiful. And all of a sudden that big comparison gap and we're like, well, I don't look like that. So therefore I must not be enough. And that really toys on our emotions and our, in our, in our own value and worth. And it dings our confidence ultimately. And so it's just, it, you know, what can we do to, you know, really own that without feeling we need to buy into the next best thing to get to where we're at. And I think for me, it was just really overcoming a lot of those blocks, giving myself compliments, taking compliments from other people and starting to really focus on instead of what I didn't like about myself, focus on what I did like about myself. And so we can shift either perspective. And like we said earlier, what you feed will grow. It magnifies. And if we're so focused on the negative ugliness that we see of ourselves, well, that's how we're going to see ourselves. Everyone has beauty within. And we don't have to look a certain way. I mean, it could be like, you know, something you did and all of a sudden people are complimenting you on that. And now you're identifying with, I'm a genuine, beautiful heart person, or, you know, maybe it's these little things. And it doesn't have to be of a physical attribute is what I'm trying to make here. It's like, you can really love and empower yourself from just focusing on all the great qualities that you have. And you, you're able to see them because you see them in other people. And if other people have them, we're all human. So we all have the same attributes. What we focus on, it will, we can grow. Yeah. I would love to be able to change that and influence people in a, in a more positive and you know, constructive way, which is why I love what the two of you are doing with the podcast. I think it's, it's very important for women to hear especially when you hear like the real and raw and like relatable stories of like how we each have felt in, in parts of our lives and about our bodies. But you're right. It's a lot more about who you are than how you look. So if you are a kind person, if you are you're a good wife, a good daughter, a good sister, a good mother, you're a hard worker, all of those things are more important than if you have blemishes. <laughs> right. Because those are the, that's what you're going to carry for life. Like I said, I mean, we're, we're getting older by the minute of the day, you know, every day. And in 20 years, you're going to sit there and be like, wow, I wish I looked like I did today. And you're going to be kicking yourself in the butt saying, shit, what, time just got away from me. And I shouldn't have spent all this time hating what I saw in the mirror. And I should have been loving it because 20 years down the road, it don't look like I did today. <laughs> so, you know, we got to start now. And, and, and today is the day because time is, we don't know what, each day is a gift and it's a blessing to even be alive and to know that we can harness that now. And it all starts with our choice and our words and what we believe and, and what we're really giving that power to. So I just like what you're doing again, I mean, just 100% kudos to you. I love what you're doing and what you're love doing it. for women and really building their confidence from inside. And that's, uh, you know, something that you can capture that and those people can go back to when they're kind of feeling in their, you know, we're always going to have some of these downtimes. You know, again, just thank you for that. And I, I want the listeners to take away that beauty really is from within. And it doesn't matter about your your shapes, your sizes, your 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 age or color and none of that stuff. It's it's your heart. It really is. Because that's something that you can't see on the outside and that's going to stick with us forever. So how can people get in touch with you? How can they find out more about you? 
give us the details. Sure. So people can find me on my website at 614boudoir.com or on Instagram at 614boudoir. And I have a community on Facebook. It's women only, um, 18 plus, but anyone can join. You don't have to have a a session on my schedule to join that group. And the reason I, I have that community is so I can empower women similar to our conversation today without saying, hey, take your clothes off and let me take a picture. Because <laughs> as we clearly just discussed, it's all about a lot more than just that. So I think confidence carries into every aspect of your life, your relationships, your friendships, your career. And so I, I use that platform to empower women on a broader spectrum. So I love it when people join because I know that that's, it's going to be good for them. And it's good for me too. Because even when I'm having a bad day, people are there. They have my back. And it's just... It's a good community of women. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we will include all of that in the show notes. So we just want to thank you again for being on our podcast and keep doing what you're doing. Yes, you're welcome. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman Podcast. For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.